and that we love a chat. We love to help and that's a fact. So we have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, slimming out of your frustration. Chat to folks who've been there too. Collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our sensory networks. You know what? Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Sensory Matters. I'm with Lorraine and Joel. Hi guys. Hi. Hi, and this is Hello. our last episode of 2019. So it's not just our last episode of 2019, it's also our last episode of the season. So we have decided we're going to split the podcasts into four seasons a year and each season will have a theme. So this is the end of season one. Um, at episode 90. It's like the longest season ever run. We must look at Guinness and see if that's a thing. Um, but from next year, there'll be shorter seasons with definite themes. So over the Christmas break, um, we won't be posting new episodes. Um, the first episode of season two will be back on the 15th of January, but we will post some of our favourite episodes on a Wednesday as usual um, that we've done over the last 90 episodes. So that's just to keep you all in, in the loop. Um, so we are really close to Christmas now, guys, aren't we? Yeah. Are we, how, yeah. How are we feeling about that? I'm loving it. I'm, I'm watching a Christmas film every day, <laughs> drinking wine. <laughs> I'm pretending it doesn't exist. You're, you're ignoring it, are you, Joel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until you have to. Christmas the 24th. <laughs> well, I think Christmas starts the 1st of December. Yeah, me My too. And it's all lovely. I love it. Yeah. Last night, I, I opened some Prosecco. I got all my wrapping paper out. I put Fred Claus on. And that's just, I love things like that. Yeah, me too. You guys are <laughs> No, I think, I think you're the weird one, Joel. Most people love Christmas, don't they? No, no, no. I'm the logical oh, yeah. one. Okay. Um, so today we thought it would be good to talk about um, staying safe around Christmas because quite often people that have sensory challenges can be quite vulnerable about this time. So what are the kind of things, Lorraine, that you think could be a risk for people? Well, I'm going to go from my own experiences. Okay. Um, being autistic and masking, especially because I, before Chewy Gem, I used to work in a mainstream job. I was a secretary in a medical practice. And every year we'd go out for a Christmas party. And for me to be able to participate in that meant drinking lots. Okay. So that's a big, you know, for me, it was the only way I could probably plan <coughs> tonight, but it meant that I would be drunk, not really aware of what I was doing, which made it easier for me, but it's not a sensible thing to do. Right. So you used alcohol to help you mask, basically? Yes. Okay. Because... Christmas parties are like in the office it's you know it's you know your daily work and you you do your usual chat and your script in your head but at a Christmas party it's off script yeah you know you've you've got dancing people other people are drinking and they tell you things that they would never tell you at work yeah there's, that's true there's no barriers so for me like the doctors weren't doctors on the Christmas party they were just people yeah yeah Absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying, well, it kind of is. We could have do a whole episode about alcohol, actually. But um, it's 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 still very much expected in our culture, isn't it? If you go to a party to drink. Yeah. 
So what are the strategies that people can use to make sure that they don't end up in a difficult situation? Well, for me, because I knew I had had to drink to be able to get through it. It wasn't a torturous thing. I still, Mm. I I did enjoy some of the parties, um, Mm -hmm. but it just really helped me to get through them. So what I did was I would have my husband pick me up. So we'd have a prearranged time. He would actually come into the venue and get me. Yeah. Because otherwise I could have wandered because I am a wanderer and I do get sidetracked yeah. with things. So, yeah, he would come in, he'd park up, come and get me and say, right, it's 12 o'clock. You said you'd be done at 12. We're going to go. So that for me was was the best way. OK. And is there anything that could be done to help you limit how much you drink? Or is that just really hard? I think it depends on the party because we were one of those wine on the table kind of parties oh. and some people drink the wine on the table and some people don't I'm one of the people that, that has a go at the wine on the table so you probably drink a bit more I think because other yeah. people are getting maybe a gin and tonic from the bar yeah mm. okay what about you Joel have you ever experienced anything like that no I've got my first Christmas party coming up for work but it's happening at my dad's restaurant which means I can just okay. escape whenever I want oh perfect okay and I don't drink so well I drink but I don't drink that often so okay and I I guess I guess there's a a feeling of obligation to go to these things but perhaps if you know that it's going to put you in a situation where you are out of control and you might say and do the wrong thing or you might get so drunk that you're ill then having maybe some pre-planned excuses as to why you can't go might work yeah, because I found that getting so drunk I was ill and doing stupid things made me more popular. Uh, so people were like, oh, Lorraine done this, it was brilliant, and I'd be the talk of work for like the next two weeks. So that was not that was never a good thing. Yeah, I know, but then that, that's, that's why I reckon we could do a whole episode on alcohol, because isn't it funny that the way people go, oh, how are you the next morning, and if you're rough, oh, must have been a good night, that sort of chat. Yeah. And that you it's almost expected to behave yeah. that way isn't it yeah um, the other thing that I do is I have a buddy right um, so when I worked at the doctors um it's, it's still it's my friend from um Brody Ferry oh yeah yeah so pretty much if I'm going to be drinking I'm drinking with her she was um, yeah. my friend at work so we would go together we always went together came back together looked out for each other we'd buy rounds so it was only just us two Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't let other people buy us drinks and we do, we had quite a good setup yeah. where we'd watch out for each other yeah and I know you said about the scripts in your head for your general day-to-day conversations but I mean I suppose because at Chewy Gem we're all scattered across the, the country we're not having a Christmas night as such we're going to meet in January for a meeting but um, you know so you haven't got that obligation of a work Christmas party but you've probably been invited to other Christmas parties um so with that do do you try and script it now that you're aware of yourself a bit better or have some things that you can talk about I think I feel better now that I'm older that I'm not invited to party parties yeah people want to go out for like a Christmas lunch Mm -hmm. so that's it still involves alcohol which but it's it's a nicer it's like a, a glass of Prosecco with a Christmas meal yeah yeah it's a bit it's a bit less daunting because you don't have the getting dressed up um, there's so many things involved in a Christmas night out and a Christmas party. It's not yeah. just, you know, it's not just the party. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really, really, yeah, it's a big thing. So what other things do we face at Christmas time that can be difficult? 
Um, see, I think as well, shopping and things like that, I become vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I won't go Christmas shopping alone. Right. Uh, Dean will have to be with me if I'm going to go Christmas shopping. For what reason? In what way are you vulnerable in that situation? Uh, because I wonder. I, I don't tend to think. I'm one of those people that start somewhere and end somewhere and don't know how I got there. Right. Um. So I'll get carried away with the lights and the smells and what's going on. Um, okay. Like, <laughs> if if there's a lush, I'll probably yeah. lush straight away because I just look so fairy. Yeah. But I'm also, I don't think about money. Okay. So if I see something that I think, oh, some, not necessarily for myself, I don't spend on myself, but if I see something that I think somebody else would like, I wouldn't look at the price, I'd just buy it. Right. So I could go over budget, could get myself into debt. Okay. I have done that before. <clears throat> and and how do you manage that? Uh, well, that's why Dean's usually with me. So he he does our banking because I'm not very good with money. Mm. So if I want to buy something, he, he's he got everything. Like he does like budgets for me and things. And, you know, you can spend this much here and this much right. there. And it just makes it, just means that I don't get myself into a position that I end up in debt. And what about you, Joel? Is that something you do? So I've got um, a Revolut card, which is kind of like a debit card that's run by MasterCard, but you can control it on your phone. Okay. Um, what I do is I transfer £100 whenever I need money to use. Okay. Um, but what's good about it is it has a vault. So any of your spare change, so let's say it's £9.20, the extra ACP mm-hmm. you can opt to put in the vault, so that saves up money as well. So oh. While I'm spending, I'm also saving. But um, usually, um, because I have quite a few jobs, um, one of them I get paid at the end of the night, like the bar. So usually I just spend that. Yeah. Right. That's that's very cool. So it'll obviously only let you spend what's on your card. Yeah, so if you need to spend more, then you have to transfer it again. But it, right. it tells you what you're spending it on. So for example, if I when I was in the UK, I spent a lot in restaurants. It'll say this month you spend mm-hmm. 20 quid in restaurants, 10 quid on grocery shopping, 10 quid, whatever. Mm, that sounds like a great thing. It's called what? Revolt? Revolute. Revolute. It sounds like something I need. Because I, I don't like... I don't see price on things. So, for example, if I went to Starbucks and I got a fancy coffee and it cost me £5 and I really, really liked it, I would just keep going back and getting more. And I wouldn't think that every time I go, it costs me £5. So, I can give you an example. I'll open up my app if you give me a sec. Um, So, it has a list of what I've spent. So, the last thing I spent was £7 on Transport for London. And then it put, because Mm -hmm. I've done an accelerated thing in the vault. It's put three pounds in the vault. But then on the airplane, oh. <clears throat> on the airplane it was £1.95 that I spent and it put in 15p into the vault. Uh-huh. Wow. Can you send me a link to this at some point? Because I think this would really help me because I, I do struggle. Mm. I, one of the things that I do is like I give a lot to homeless people or charities. Mm. Um because I'll see a charity and I can't not give. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I might not have any money, but I'll give what I've got to charity yeah. and then that leaves me short. Yeah. I'm just that sort of person. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it is hard and there's just so many of them and they all sound all amazing. Yeah. Um, so so where, where do you get the cards, Joel? Uh, I'm sending you a link. So if you go to www 
www.revolut.com and click it will send you a thing and it's free so you have different okay. cards you can get like a metal one it costs you a certain amount a month but yeah. um, you can get a free one and you have to put your phone number in because it runs from an app but then they deliver it straight to your house wow that's really good. And you can also transfer. So if you put like a hundred pounds on there, you can transfer fifty of that into euros, and it opens up like a different section of the account for you that you can spend with on euros. <laughs> amazing! Wow, that is amazing. And there's no bank charges or anything for using it. Uh, no, I think passes like if you um transfer like over a certain amount, there is. But I've transferred like okay. two hundred pounds, and there's never been any charges. Very good. That's really useful. Fab. Right, I tell you what, we'll take a quick a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some more areas in which um, we might be needing to be safe over Christmas. Yeah. Back in a minute. You might have left buying your Christmas gifts until the last minute, or maybe you want to give the gift of a chewy gem, but you're not sure which one to get. Our new e-gift cards are the perfect solution, available from £15 up to £200. Buy a gift card for someone you love this Christmas and give them the gift of Chewy Gem. Now back to the podcast. Right, welcome back everybody. Um, so yeah, we were talking about money and this Revolut card and that sounds like a revolution, hence the name probably. Um I think Lorraine's going to get herself one. I think I might get one too. It's really good. Very useful. So other things that could be a challenge around this time of year, what else are we thinking? I think loneliness because some people don't have anybody and for some reason it's heightened at Christmas. Yeah, why is that? Uh, me and Joe were talking about this and Joe was just saying about how he'd love yeah. to be alone at Christmas. Um, and you could be like that all year round, but I think because you watch all these Christmas movies and you see people on Facebook and it's all families and food and drinks and parties. Mm-hmm. If you're just on your own with nobody, for some reason it just hits you harder at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. And I, I, I guess if you're happy being alone, like Joel, mm-hmm. you're maybe not bothered by these things, but if, if you feel lonely, then it, it could be really bad and difficult for you. Um, have we any ideas how we can help people with that? I think it's just a support group. Yeah, I was just going to say, just to reach out to people, I think, support groups, the Samaritans, anybody really. There's um, For young people, there's a website called Couth, which is really good. Couth, K-O-O-T-H. Yeah. And yeah. there is a, a version for adults. I can't off the top of my head remember what it's called, but you can get online counselling there. But I just think it's important to, to speak. If you're feeling lonely and you're feeling overwhelmed, then there is always somebody out there and there's other people in the same position like get a buddy if there's somebody else that you know even if it's just chatting online i don't know have like a skype a skype session over christmas or something Mm. i wonder if there's anything we could do in our chewy gem support group because joel's right that's that's a, a great place for everyone to go because there's always someone there and always someone to talk to yeah i wonder if there's anything we could do to link people i don't know we'll have a think um but yeah but i think there's Um, also the um like if you've if you've lost a loved one or something mm -hmm. that's always more overwhelming at christmas as well totally it's the first isn't it the first time without them yeah 
very hard and I guess all of that not just the loneliness but another issue around this time of year can be depression yeah so what what do you think causes that at this time of year to be enhanced well there's so many things I mean just for me as an example spending money that I don't have that can Mm -hmm. cause depression Uh, eating too much food Mm -hmm. drinking a lot there's all these things that aren't healthy that we do in abundance around Christmas yes yeah, and then you do your New Year's re- resolution, which I'm, we're going to talk about in another podcast. But it's yeah. just overwhelming and a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. It's the pressure to keep up with the Joneses, isn't it? Yeah. To you know, to make sure that if you're buying for other people, you're getting them something good that they want, and that um, you know the, the food's nice, and and you've got to be seen to be enjoying yourself. You're not allowed to not enjoy yourself at Christmas, are you? Yeah. And anybody um, asks you, do you like Christmas? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I love Christmas. I'm pretty sure Joel probably doesn't answer like that. <laughs> no, I don't. No. I'm like, I'm doing my own thing. I don't like it. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But you're very honest in that way, whereas a lot of people might feel the pressure to say, yeah, yeah, I like it. and But inside, they don't feel like that. Yeah. And that, that would be hard. I'd yeah. love to go away at Christmas. I think that would be the best solution. Yeah, I I did that pre kids. Um, Stuart and I used to go snowboarding over Christmas and New Year, and it was absolutely brilliant because it just took all the hassle away, and you're somewhere snowy and lovely, and it feels really Christmassy. And we, I mean, we only get each other a small token gift each anyway. Um, but yeah, it probably started then where we just took what we could fit in our suitcase just as a daft gift on Christmas Day, and that's all you got, and it was just lovely, really lovely. Yeah, I think that's um, like when it comes to gift giving. I think yeah. there's far too much pressure with gift giving. Yeah, totally. Like when you go back, when you go back in the, into the ages, people used to ask for no more famine, no more war. Those were the gifts yes. that people wanted, and now people want Xboxes and Playstations and bikes. Yeah, I just want books. Give me all the books. I'm yeah. using. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. One thing we didn't touch on at parties actually was um, clothing, because I, I think that can be a challenge because you're kind of expected to be all Christmassy and sparkly or Christmas jumpers and festive hats. And and if people have got sensory challenges, that could be really difficult. Yeah. Um, at our Christmas parties, when I used to work at the doctors, it was always themed. Every year was a different theme. Right. Um, so we did like Christmas theme, Christmas jumper theme, loads of different themes, 80s neon. The best year was goth. Right. Uh, because I just wore black leggings, dock boots, black t-shirt, and crimped my hair. It was great. Oh. And did you did you like having a theme because it kind of told you what to wear, or did you find it challenging? It was easy in a way because you didn't have to worry about that that perfect dress. I always find that quite mm. challenging if I'm going to somewhere and you've got to get a nice dress yeah. or a nice yeah. top. Or do you wear heels? Do you not wear heels? So, yeah, yeah, so when, when it was themed, it did make it a bit easier, actually, because I remember one year dressing up as Mrs. Santa Claus and I just wore this massive red dress and flat shoes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to yeah. wear what I'm going to wear and I'm coming. Like, if I have to wear something special, I just won't go. Yeah. Well, do you remember the Autism Awards? I just wore a T-shirt. Do you know what? More people should be like you because you just do what suits you, don't you? I'm there. I don't see why it's all yeah. the hassle of everything. Uh, 
Yeah, like, the whole point is just going to the party, just go to the party. I don't see why everything has to be like themed and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I love a theme. I do love a theme. I, lo- I like a bit of a theme and a bit of fun. And I like making yeah. an effort and getting dressed up nicely, but only if I'm feeling good about my body, because if I'm if I'm overweight or anything, then I really hate it. I'm just like, it's too much hassle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, and I don't know if it's the same for men, but I remember the Christmas parties for weeks and weeks in advance. Everybody would talk about what are they going to wear? Who's bought what from where? And, and it was such a big mm. thing. And that was quite overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, I remember a Christmas party I went to last year um, everyone said they were feeling that they were going to go sparkly. And I, I, I can't remember why, but I didn't have time to dry it, buy a dress. So I just bought a black dress. Um, sorry, I didn't buy one. It was just a black dress that was in my cupboard. And I remember just feeling awful all night because <laughs> I was all in black and they were all sparkly. And then yes, this year I went and bought a sparkly dress for the same event and everyone else was all in kind of leopard skin and black and I was sparkly. I was like, oh, mom, you're getting this wrong. Um the other thing we used to do at our parties as well was Secret yes. Santa um, and, like, raffle yeah. gifts, which I found quite difficult. Which one? Both or? Both, really, um, because the raffle was we'd all take presents and put them on a table and then we'd all get raffle tickets. Now, for me, I never want to win the raffle because I don't want to be the one that has to stand up and claim the prize. Um, so that for me was really difficult. Secret Santa, just because I didn't know what mm-hmm. to buy somebody that I didn't really know. Like, because people that I worked with, unless I was actually friends with them, like my friend who was my buddy, I didn't really know what they were into. I didn't really know how to find out what they were into. And especially if there's like quite a big divide, say I'd pick one of the doctors. Like their their lives are completely different to mine. I found that quite difficult. I suppose at least they don't know who's bought the present. True. Yes. There's no point worrying about it, I guess. Yeah. So anything else that we haven't covered that can be a challenge for staying safe over Christmas? I think we've kind of done it, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. That's all I can think okay. of. Yeah. Well, um, so we'll, we'll bring this episode to an end, but I guess all we have to say to you out there is have a really, really lovely, happy Christmas, whether you like it or not. I hope it goes swimmingly and you get through it with as much joy and happiness as possible. So from all of us to all of you, Bye. we wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll be back. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> <Bar> humbug, <laughs> Joel. <laughs> and we'll yeah we'll see you in 2020 so season two starts the 15th of january and remember some of the things we've said get yourself in the true gem support group if you're not already to give you some support over christmas get a revolut card that sounds amazing yeah also one thing one more one more tip i thought just don't be don't feel like you have to be forced to do stuff that you don't want to do and that will probably keep you safer Yes, absolutely. And and I think Lorraine's buddy idea is a great idea too. So hopefully that will help you all stay safe and that you have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. 
Well, that's it for this week. And thank you once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you've got time and you can spare 30 seconds, then go and give us a five star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find our content. And we know that our content and our episodes are so helpful to our community with lots of hints and tips and interesting interviews. So go and do your kind deed of the day and leave us a five star review on iTunes to help others find us. Also, so that you never miss an episode and you get a notification when a new one is available, why not hit subscribe? And that way you'll never miss us. Finally, if you're not already a member of our fantastic Facebook support group, I suggest you go join it. We'd love to see you in there. There's loads of fantastic chat, lots of peer-to-peer support from people in the same boat as you. So go and search on Facebook for the Chewy Gem Sensory Support Group and let us know what you're thinking of our episodes. Speak to you then. Bye.